so much Glenn good morning church and happy Father's Day if you see a gentleman sitting next to you say happy Father's Day <laughs> we appreciate you happy Father's Day to everybody online and in worship service we are so glad to be here this is the day the Lord has made and we will do what rejoice what are we gonna do rejoice and be glad in it so we are getting ready to begin our worship service, but before we begin, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, God, for just waking us up for another Lord's Day, another Sunday when we come to give you glory, honor, and praise, God. We just say thank you, Lord, that you are making a way as we come to you and give you our first of the week, first of our time, our energy, our talent, our finances, God. We know as we give you the praise, you are going to open the windows of heaven and rain down on us. Hallelujah. We just say thank you for anointing us with your Holy Spirit today in this place, God. We ask you to come in. We are praying for for our church family that's coming into our worship service. We're praying for those that are coming in online. We are praying for those that are still driving. Give them the traveling mercies. We are praying for somebody that needs to be saved, that needs to hear the word of God. Call in your church right now, Lord. We just say thank you that you are with them and you have a good word for all of us today, God. You know what we need. You woke us up. You know how our bodies are formed. You know if we need healing. You know if we need a family. You know if we need a hug. You know if we need finances. You know if we need food. So we just say thank you, God, because you are a great provider. We come give you thanks early in the morning, early on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Because you are a good God. We ask you to come on into our worship service today. Anoint us with your Holy Spirit. We need to hear a word from you today. It's Father's Day. We just say thank you. You are our great Father, our heavenly Father. Hallelujah. We are worshiping you today, and we give honor to those men in our presence today as well, Lord. So we ask you to lift up a man, somebody that might not be restored with their family. Restore them with their family today, God. Let somebody have a great Father's Day today in our service, our worship service, Lord. So we are coming to you asking all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And welcome again, everybody, to New Life at Calvary. We are so glad to have you guys online. Those of you that are still coming in our worship service, we had a wonderful breakfast this morning. The women provided breakfast. Let's give the women a round of applause today. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we got more in store from the women today for our men. Is anybody ready to give God some praise? Is anybody ready to give God some praise today? So we're going to ask you to get on up on your feet. And wherever you are, in service, online, stand on up. And if you're watching online, give us a like, give us a share, give us a comment so we'll know that you're there. We're going to pray for you. So let's get ready to sing with the women's choir. Let's give the women's choir a round of applause this morning.
everyone. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, praise team. Thank you so much, praise band. And thank you so much, Blossom. We got Blossom for the day, y'all. Praise God. Blossom, that was an awesome song. She didn't even want to sing that. We encouraged her. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we're going to go to God in prayer today. So let us prepare our hearts and our minds. God, we just say thank you. Thank you for being our creator, our father, and our friend. You are our beginning and our end. You are our alpha and our omega, God. And we come to you today because we know that prayer is important to you. We know that you hear us from heaven when we come to you. We have prayers of petitions today, prayers of thanksgiving today. Lord, we are thankful first and foremost for everything that you are doing for us, for putting us back into our sanctuary, for bringing us together for Father's Day. Everything you've done so far throughout the year, you got some good plans for us even today, even this week, God. We are so excited, Lord. We are coming to you on behalf of our sick and our shut-in today, God. We are praying for our very own Sylvia Wyfield. She is in the hospital after her surgery. We ask you, Lord, for a speedy healing, Lord. We ask you to help the doctors get wisdom. She wants to get out tomorrow, so make it so, Lord, that she will get out tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the good care that she is going to be getting today and this week, Lord. We just ask you also, Lord, we are praying for Marvin, Lord, as he goes to his surgery this week. We are praying for Tanya and her family and the loss of their family member as well. We are coming before you on behalf of Diane Owens, Lord, and her family, God. We ask you just to lift them all up, God, including our sick and our shut-in, Lord. We are just so we're able to be a blessing to them as well. Continue to even lift our seniors, Lord. We're just so thankful that you just bring them in with a smile. Hallelujah. And those that still want to make it to church, make a way, Lord, for those that might be in the nursing home or have a hard time and they still have a heart to come. Help them come, Lord. Make it so. It's warm outside. Make it so, Lord. And we ask you to keep each and every one of them right where they are. Continue to give their doctors and their caregivers the wisdom, Lord. You know their needs. You know their finances. You know the food that they need to eat, God. And we know that you are the one that continually fills us up day by day with hope and peace that passes all understanding. For those that might be in pain, we know some of our sick and shut in are in pain. We ask you for a special prayer for them as well. Relieve the 
pain, God. Relieve the stress, God. Help their caregivers, Lord, and just give them some relief today, right now, Lord. We're just so thankful that you are going ahead of us in our prayers. Lord, we are praying for uh, our, our prison ministry, God. We are praying, Lord, that you continue to work with them. We are so thankful for where we have started to where we have grown to now and the things that you have in store for us in the future. You are an awesome God. We didn't think you could do it, but you did. So we just say thank you, Lord. We are praying for those um, uh, in the orphanage in Rotulu home in Nigeria, God. Continue to strengthen them and raise them up in you, Lord. Help them to be um, raised up in faith in you. And our children here as well at New Life at Calvary. Continue to be with our children in the summertime, God. Thank you for just the end of the school year. Hallelujah. And we just ask you, Lord, for a special prayer for our summer camp as we start summer camp this week. Lord, we just ask you to just keep us all. Give us the strength. Hallelujah. To take care of your children. We are praying for our um, youth church today as they go on up today and during this the rest of the year. We are praying for those that are still hungry, that need food. We're praying for our two cents of meal ministry, God, that you will continue to feed them. We're just so thankful, Lord, we were able to do our food ministry on Friday and Saturday. Hallelujah, God. You are doing amazing things right through New Life at Calvary, God. So continue to use us today, Lord. Help us to feed somebody that's hungry. God, that doesn't have that doesn't have food, and help them to find the resources. Help those that are might be mentally ill, Lord. They need a place to live. They need care. So we are praying for those that are even on our street corners today, and they're lost, but they know you, and they need to hear a word from you. So we ask you, Lord, to continue to minister them right to them right where they are, and even bring them into the church, and help us to be your hands and your feet, God, as a church. We're just so thankful for all of us that are giving and are above and our beyond. We're so thankful for just every ministry at our church, Lord. You are our creator. You are our father. You are our leader. You are our friend. And you know everything that this church needs. So we ask you, God, to continue to bless our ministry right here on the corner of East 79th Street in Euclid. I know that you have us going in faith across the world, ministering to somebody else right now, because that's how you can use us. Use us, God, in a mighty way today, God. And we are just praying for the rest of our service in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We are now going to uh, recite our church purpose statement, so if you're able, please stand. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Amen. We're going to have our scripture reading by Elder Ruby Turner.
morning. I will be reading to you this morning from the Old Testament, First Samuel, starting with chapter one. Can you hear me now? No. Now? Okay. I will be reading to you from the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning with verses 2 through 8. Two wives, one was called Hannah and the other Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had... Let me do this. I'm sorry. Year after year, boy, I am really having problems today. I can't see that. I'm trying to find. Okay. Yeah, I I see that, but. (laughs) Guys, take the background out of the picture so Ruby can have a black background. Oh, thank you. That's what I need. Okay, we're going to start all over again, beginning with verse 2, and it reads, two wives, one was called Hannah and the other Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, thank you. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hopni and Peninnah, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Peninnah, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? The next reading comes from the New Testament, John, Chapter 14, beginning with verse 8 through 17. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? 
The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me, when I say that I am in the Father and the Father in, is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the words themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of the truth. The word cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. May the Lord add a blessing to his word. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Ruby. Praise God. Our eyes don't never want to work right. Amen. <laughs> Can anyone tell me what time it is? Offering time. It's offering time. And what do we say? good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. Has God been good to you this past week? Yes. Has God been good to you today? Yes. He woke us all up. Amen. So we can be good back to God because we cannot outgive God, can we? This third Sunday, it is the third Sunday of the, of the month of June, and our third Sunday offering goes to support our Rotulu Orphanage in Nigeria. So as our ushers come let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great provider. We thank you, Lord, that we can always depend upon you, Lord Jesus, for everything that we need and more. We pray, Holy Spirit, today, Lord, that you would bless these tithes and offerings, Lord, that you would amplify and multiply, Lord, and help us, Lord, with any worries or anxieties that we may have about our finances, Lord. We trust in you, Lord Jesus. We trust in you. So we again thank you and honor you for these, your tithes and offerings. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless them and be, help them to be in abundance for all your people. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. For those that are joining us online today, we have several easy ways for you to participate in our offering. You can go right now to nlac.tv and establish your website giving account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign in, the number two, NLAC, and your offering comes right to us, praise God. And for those that like to mail in or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. 44103. Thank you again for joining us in the offering. Praise God. We will now be blessed by our women's choir who, is, who are specially singing for this Father's Day. Jesus brought me out. Praise God.
church is now today. Hallelujah. I like that step, that turn, turn around. I like that. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Happy Father's Day, men. Happy Father's Day. We are so glad to have all of our men, our fathers, our father figures, our granddads, great-granddads, uncles, brothers, cousins. If you are male today, we are glad you are in the house of the Lord with us. Praise God. And we pray that you were able to get some breakfast this morning. Thank you, Women's Association, for providing that breakfast. Thank you so much. How many of you all have full bellies? <laughs> good, good. Praise God. I'm so glad that you all were able to eat and come and, and uh, celebrate and begin your Father's Day, because I'm sure you have more to do later on today. So we're going to do one of the things that we enjoy doing here at New Life at Calvary, and we're going to say one or two words about our fathers, and we're going to start on this side of the room. So if you can stand up, if you want to say one or two things about your father or the male in your life that you would like to honor today. You got to stand up so I know you want to go. <laughs> Hardworking. Strong man. Good man. Honest man. Loving and caring. Joseph, what did you say? He was not there. 
I'm sorry, Joseph. A lot of us have that testimony. But I bet there was a man in your life that was there. Amen? Amen. And we want to celebrate the men. Sometimes, sometimes, saints, we get so focused on the ones that are doing wrong that the ones that are doing right miss out. And we want to celebrate the ones that are doing right today. Amen? Anybody else on this side? Yes, Julia. Always there, praise God. Yes, Rufus. Did a lot with very little, praise God. Dependable. Larry. Water man. What a man. What a man. What a man. I'm sorry. I'm like, water man, what kind of job did your dad have? I got to get my ears cleaned out, Larry. I'm sorry. What a man. Miss him much. Okay, so we're going to come in this section. Anyone that would like to go? Oh, you never knew your dad, Mary? Oh, okay. Daddy, I miss you. A loving and strong man. Determined. Oh, Martha brought her grandson today. His name is Julian. And she's saying when he was little, he used to run around in the church, and he is a father. So she's honoring him. Thank you, Martha. Uh. Oh, Grandma made sure you was good. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Say that again, Helena. Edu educator, praise God. Unwavering belief in God, praise God. Smooth operator. <laughs> Great dad. Is the little twin standing up? <laughs> oh, Marvin and Geraldine's family is here traveling. What did the little guys... Sometimes dad takes you somewhere, praise God. <laughs> Those trips matter, amen. <laughs> Did you say kind? One of a kind, praise God. Nothing better, praise God. <laughs> this side. A leader and provider. Entertainer. Brave and loving, praise God. Anyone else? All right, this side. <laughs> what a family man. Great family father. He used to take us lots of places all over South Arkansas. Proud and strong. Awesome listener. Gifted and a good provider. Handsome and disciplinarian. Grateful servant. Sense of humor, praise God. All right. I would add to that, I miss my dad. And I would also add for my stepfather, I'm glad you were there. Reverend Benacy, did you? Is that? I'm sorry. Ruth, I'm sorry. I don't have no glasses on. <laughs> 
Oh, praise God. Of her husband, she would like to say, as a father, selfless. Praise God. Your outfit is the same similar color scheme as Reverend Benacy's. And I, I was like, I can't see y'all. I don't have no glasses. <laughs> praise God. So we want to just give God a praise offering because ultimately God is our parent, our father, our mother, our creator, our sustainer. So even on a day like this, we ultimately celebrate God. Amen. So let us, you all have a, a sermon uh, outline to follow along if you like in your bulletin today, if, you, if that's helpful for you. And um, what is today, the title of today's message? Your family of faith. Tell, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're my family. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you're my family too. You're my family too. <laughs> Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for all fathers and father figures. We thank you, Lord, for ourselves. Thank you for creating us and being our first parent, our creator. Lord, as we reflect upon this sermon, help us to think more deeply, to connect with you more broadly, and to find new ways to navigate our lives. Lord, we pray, Lord, to love you more. Help us to love you more like you love us. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. So some of you all were here on Mother's Day, right? And on Mother's Day, I began by sharing some funny things that our mothers say. So this time, I'm going to start us off by saying some funny things that some famous men have said either about themselves or about their fathers. So there's an actor, his name is Jim Gaffigan. He said, there should be a children's song called, If You're Happy and You Know It, Keep It to Yourself and Let Dad Sleep. <laughs> He was the actor in the movie Peter Pan. There was an actor, and, and his name is um, Jim Mol Mol Moliny, and he was in the Spider-Man series across the Spider-Verse. He pay, played Peter Parker. He talked about his dad. He said, when we would see a McDonald's, we would get so excited. We started chanting, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. And my dad pulled into the driveway, and we started cheering, yay! And then he ordered one black coffee for himself and kept driving. He said, my dad is cold-blooded. <laughs> Sam Rockwell, he was in the, in the show F is for Family. He said, when I was eight years old, I got called into the principal's office, and my father was looking very solemn, and he said, we got to go. It's grandma. We got into the car, and I said, what's wrong with grandma? And he said, nothing. We're going to the movies. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, and I threw this in there as a tribute for Sylvia, because Sylvia loves Jerry Seinfeld. She said, he said, you can tell what the best year of your father's life was, because they seemed to freeze that clothing style, and they rat it out. <laughs> Mark Twain, who was the author of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, he said, when I was a 14-year-old boy, my father was so ignorant, and I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. <laughs> And finally, T 
Tay Diggs, he's our favorite actor, and he's in that show All American, and he was in that movie when Stella got her groove back, amen? He said of himself, how come my three-year-old son can remember every species and genius of dinosaur, and I can't even remember my own telephone number? <laughs> Does anyone else have that same problem, struggling to remember? <laughs> so back on Mother's Day, I shared that we are all in this together. Say we're all in this together. When children come into this world, there are three involved, a male, a female, and God. And God is the most important. Say God is the most important. On Mother's Day, we looked at three mothers. We looked at Hannah, and Hannah was desperately trying to have a child, and she could not get pregnant. We looked at the example of the two women, Lois and Eunice, and they were the mother and grandmother of Timothy. And then we looked at the example of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who on the day of the crucifixion also became the mother of John, the beloved disciple. When Jesus said, woman, behold your son, and disciple, he told the disciple, behold your mother. So I bring us back to these Mother's Day memories because during the Mother's Day message, I said, fathers are important, amen? I said this on Mother's Day to mothers. So in the same manner on Father's Day, I say to the fathers, mothers are important, amen? So say it with me, mothers are important. And I know you may be thinking the same thing that the mothers thought on Mother's Day. We get one decent day out of the year and here you are talking about mothers. Yep, I sure am. Just like on Mother's Day, I talked about fathers. I hope maybe one day you might go back and look at that sermon if you didn't see it so you can understand the two of them together. But on Mother's Day, I was trying to make the point that it takes all of us. Say it takes all of us. It takes all of us. Mothers are important. Females are important. Women are important. Girls are important. Fathers are important. Males are important. Boys are important. But the most important of all is who? God. Without God, life will not exist. Without God, we cannot do this thing that we call life, amen? We cannot have life without the giver of life. Most of us, at some point, we desire to know and understand our parents. How many of you have wanted to know your parents better or to understand them better, amen? We want to know where we come from. I have really enjoyed the new technology, Ancestry. Anyone use Ancestry or 23andMe? Any genealogists in here, you study your family history? Some of us, amen. Some of us enjoy learning about where we came from, who our great-grandparents were, who our great-great-great-grandparents are. Some of us even have special family memories. Who has the family Bible? I mean, the big Bible like this Bible that has everybody listed out in the family. Some of you have a family quilt. Who has the family quilt that kind of shows where your family? All right, Glenn, you have a quilt, praise God. So we as humans will eventually have a desire to know and to be known. That's part of the human experience. Even the disciples that walked with Jesus 
wanted to know who was the father. The disciple Philip, and Philip is a disciple that we don't talk about very much, but he's a disciple, and he's not known very well. I'm going to share with you today that he was the disciple that was there when, when Jesus was about to feed the 5,000. He was one of the, the disciples that looked around and said, how are we going to feed all of these people? He was one of the disciples that was from, he was Greek. He was from the same town as Andrew and Simon Peter. Philip in the gospel story was very similar to all the other disciples, and he at times would struggle with his doubt. He came from a, a small city called Bethsaida, a town by the Sea of Galilee. Now, just like all the other disciples, he spent time with Jesus. Say that with me. He spent time with Jesus. So he saw the miracles. He saw everything that Jesus did on the day-to-day -day basis. And even after seeing all the miracles, he came up to Jesus one day with a question. And it's funny because on the day he came to Jesus with this question, Jesus had just said the words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Philip came up to Jesus in a very quiet and humble way to say what was deeply on his heart. He is one of the few disciples that reveals what his motives are. You see, we may wonder, why did the disciples follow Jesus? Well, Philip, in his own way, shares what the desire is in his heart. What is his motive? What does he really, truly want? Let me ask you, my friend, what motive do you have in your heart toward God? What are the motives that you have that make you get out of that make you go to church, that make you read your Bible, that make you pray? What is it that you desire from Christ? If Jesus was standing here right now and you could ask him anything in the world, what would you ask him? Anybody? What would you ask Jesus? No questions? Y'all would be too stunned to know what to say to Jesus? <laughs> You would tell him, thank you. Would anybody ask him a question? That's deeply, what, what question would you ask him? Oh, you, <laughs> Trinity said she would want to know what's happening on the other planets, praise God. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good, Anna. Wow. You would ask him why you didn't get to see him at that very moment when you needed to see him. Lord, I want to see you. I said it all the time. I said it last night. Why can't you see him? I guess physically. You want to see him physically, Anna. Yeah. Anybody else? Have a, oh, I see you way over there. Susan's coming. <laughs> Say it. Wait, hold on, Marvin. We didn't hear you. You will ask Jesus to lead you and guide you. 
You would ask Jesus, why did he take, you would ask him why did, this person, your mom, who's very important to you, your mom, why did he take her so soon? Sharon? I would ask him what life is like in heaven. You would ask him what life is like in heaven. Praise God. Anybody else? Right here. Why is there a Donald Trump? Why is there a Donald Trump? Amen. Or you can add to that. Why is there a Hitler? Why is there people who hurt children or hurt our seniors? Mussolini. Mussolini. I'm talking about Donald right now. But Donald right now, because we live in right now. Right. Why are, why are there seem to be people in the world who don't want what's good for everybody else? Yes. Where are you at? Oh, okay. <laughs> why is there suffering? Why is there suffering? Why is there illness and disease? Why, why do some people seem to have it good while others seem to have it horribly? Anybody else? Oh, Hassan. What does eternity look like? Glenn. Why are we allowed to hate? Ooh, that's a good one. Because God could have took that out the equation, right? Is that, is that, I can't see you over there. <laughs> is that you, Leah? <laughs> okay, right? We're going to come back over there. <laughs> what do you want me to do next? Praise God. Praise God. You all got some good questions. <laughs> you were what? <laughs> my contacts here, y'all. <laughs> it's so hard for me to see. Wow. What made you do what you did when you did it? Praise God. Couple more. I like to hear when the young people have questions. Praise God. Why are people allowed to do the things that they do? You mean like when they do bad things? Yeah, when they do bad things. Yeah. Praise God. That's a good question. Why me? Wow. You all have some very deep and profound questions. Go ahead. We got one more. Oh, I love when little kids participate. All right. Come on. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that was deep, y'all. You see, we sometimes don't think our little ones be paying attention, but they be on it. He want to know what does God's mother look like, Jesus' mother. Praise God. Yes. Just one more right here. Ella. Why do good people suffer when bad people seem to prosper? Wow. You all have some very good questions that you're going to be prepared to ask Jesus. And I wish I had all the answers today. But I want us, I, what, I, what I drew you, oh, got one more. Okay, sorry, Joseph. Yes. That's the big question. 
please forgive me, Lord. Will you forgive me for all of my sins? You know, I asked that because I wanted you all to see that Philip, as well as all of the disciples, they were right there with Jesus. They could ask him anything. They could talk about the other planets. They could ask about suffering. They could ask about their own situations. But if you think and read through the Bible and ponder, say ponder, ponder on what questions they really asked Jesus, it would share a lot with us because Philip asked Jesus a very important question. You see, before I take us to Philip's question, I want us to all know that we all start off spiritually blind. Say spiritually blind. We all start off not knowing a lot of stuff, right? Many of us aren't aware, like if you think back when you were a little kid, you thought you knew a lot, right? But you didn't know a lot. So, so Philip is standing right here in front of Jesus, and he is a witness to every one of Jesus' miracles, and yet he is blind. He saw Jesus feed 5,000 people with just a little bit of bread and some fishes, and yet he was still blind. He could not see. And when I say blind, again, I'm not talking about physically blind. I'm talking about spiritually blind. We struggle, like Anna talked about, to see God, don't we? We want to see him face to face. We want to hear his voice. We want to touch him like Doubting Thomas. We want to touch Jesus. But we struggle when we can't do those things, right? Philip was not able to see and understand, but he wanted to see. Say, wanted to see. He wanted to ask questions, and he was right in front of the right person to ask the question. He asked one of the most profound questions in the Bible. You know what, saints? Again, I'm going to get to Philip's question, but I want us to know all of us have families. Do you have a family? Every single one of us have a family. Whether we like our families or not, we got them, right? God gave us all a family. And I said this on Mother's Day. It's interesting that God made sure that in order for life to come onto the planet, it took a woman, a man, and God. We cannot have life without all three parts. So all of us have families. Even the disciples had parents, mothers and fathers. Some of them had siblings. Some of them even were siblings of each other. We don't know a lot about the families of the disciples, but what we do know was that Jesus was establishing them to be a part of a faith family. Say faith family. You right now are part of a family of faith, whether you know it or not. You have a family of faith. Now, this doesn't mean that you give up your biological families because you still got your biological people, right? But when you become a Christian, when you give your heart to Christ, you become a part of the family of faith. So Philip is a part of this family of faith, and he is desperate. Say desperate. He is desperate to know who his spiritual father is. So we can imagine that he humbly comes to Jesus. He comes to Jesus so humbly because we know he does because it says, he says the word Lord. 
Lord, he says so humbly. And he says, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Show me the Father. If you can see Jesus right now, he didn't say, let me talk to the Father. He said, show me the Father. If you can see the Father right now, would that be enough for you today? Would that be enough? All Philip said was, show me the Father, and that will be enough for me, for us. You see, Philip was asking Jesus a profound question. He wanted to know who his father was. He wanted to see his father. And I don't know exactly why Philip had the desire or what he was really, you know, trying to get and ascertain from Jesus, but I know it was important because he could have asked Jesus anything. He could have said anything to Jesus, but he says, show us the Father, and that will be enough. That was his deepest desire, show me the Father. How many of you all know we live in a hard world? How many of you all know that some parts of our world are truly horrific? I was watching the news the other day, and I was like, this can't be a true story. It cannot be a true story. It was a mother standing there, and she was talking about killing two of her children. And she told the judge, I have no remorse. Then another story of a man who put his children on their knees and shot them to their deaths. We live in a horrible world, amen? Some of us struggle with our relationships, don't we? Anybody got some struggles? Some of us have had good relationships with our fathers, and some of us have had no relationship with our father. Some of us have had bad relationships with our father, amen? And we can say the same about our mothers. Some have had really good relationships with our mothers. And some of us have had no relationship with our mothers. And some of us have had very poor relationships with our mothers. Amen? There is one thing that all humans have in common. Relationships. There's another thing we have in common. None of us come from a perfect family. Who has a perfect family? Because I want to come live at your house. <laughs> we do not have perfect families, do we? Even when we become a part of the family of faith, even when we become a part of the body of Christ, we still are not perfect, amen? Some of us join church thinking all these good folks at the church going to be good and nice. Ooh, Lord, do we learn that one, don't we? <laughs> We are not perfect. We are so broken and messed up most days. Many of us may even look at the world today and we say things like, things are so hard for children, right? 
We look at these kids, they're going to school, it's shootings, it's all kind of violence when they go to school, and we think things are hard for them. But guess what? Things have always been hard for all of us. It was hard for kids 20 years ago. It was hard for kids 50 years ago. It was hard for kids 100 years ago. There has never been a time in life when life was perfect. We can sometimes imagine saints that if we would think back, if we could just get back to that time. Like now, I always hear that, like Gwen mentioned Donald Trump when she said, let's make America great again. But when was it great? When was it really great for who? Even for our white brothers and sisters, it was never too, truly great for them either, amen? It was not great for anybody. You know, saints, we can truly sometimes get ourselves in a ditch by thinking we are the only ones who have it bad. Tell your neighbor, I got it bad too. So what is the point of all of this? If we think back to Philip, Philip was saying, show us the Father because he knew that is the answer. That was the answer to all of our struggles, all of our hardships, all of our pains, all of our frustrations. He was trying to connect us with our family of faith and to our family with God. Do you want to overcome some things in your life today, saints? Anybody want to get through? Anybody want a new start? I know I need a new start in a lot of ways. I think a lot about my parents. Oh, my God, you guys. I will be 50 years old next month. <laughs> Terry's saying that so loud because he's finally ready for me to be 50 with him, y'all. <laughs> Pastor Toby turned 50. I remember when Pastor Rick turned 50. I remember when some of y'all turned 50. <laughs> when I think, though, at my age, now I can see my parents. Now I understand my mother never had it easy. My mother endured a lot of hurt and a lot of suffering, and my father especially did not have an easy life. I was so angry with my father for so long, you all, because he had left us. He, he wasn't there when I needed him, saints, and I needed him desperately. But you know what I understand now about my father was that before I was ever born, before I ever took a breath on the face of this planet, my father walked a hard life. When my father was nine years old, his mother died. He was a little boy. And before his mother died, his father had also walked away from him. My father didn't even learn who his father was until he was in his 60s. I did not understand the pain you can experience when you're a little boy and you don't have your mama or your daddy. 
And I would look at my father and say, be a father, be a father. He didn't know how to be a father. How could he learn to be a father when he never had one? How could he learn to have a family when he never had one? It was taken from him so early. And in spite of all his hardships, things, I can say with great certainty that my father loved me. He loved me and he did the very best that he could. And I'm so glad that before he died, we got to say those kind of words to each other. But I know right now, some of you have never gotten to say those words. Some of you are still struggling, right? You're struggling because your father did not live up to the expectations that you had hoped for. Your father was a man, a human, who had problems and struggles just like all of us. Say all of us. Every single one of us have a problem. There is no perfect moms. There is no perfect dads. My daughter Trinity is studying to be a psychologist, amen. So guess what? We got a living therapist now in our house. <laughs> Trinity say, Mommy, Daddy, y'all need counseling. <laughs> and I tried to tell Trinity, I said, girl, you don't know how bad you could have had it. <laughs> Say, you don't know where me and your daddy come from. You got it real good. <laughs> I tell her all the time, I could have been strung out on crack. I lived in the height of the crack epidemic, amen. <laughs> I could have been all kind of stuff, amen. But God, God delivered me. God delivered my husband. And so, yes, we could be better than we are, but I thank God that I'm not what I could be, amen. When we look at our Bible today, we looked at Philip, the disciple, but there is a man in the Bible, his name is Elkna, and he was Hannah's husband. And if you remember from Mother's Day, Hannah desperately wanted to have a baby, and her husband was doing everything that he could to help her out. He was making sure she ate. He was providing a home to her, and nothing satisfied Hannah. So Elkna, her husband, looks at her one day and he says to her, Hannah, why are you crying? Why won't you eat? Why are you so sad? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Our men are struggling, ladies. They are struggling in so many ways. So many men are trying so hard to be a husband, trying to be a father, just trying to live, amen? And yet, we are looking at other things, and, and Elkna was saying, aren't I important too? There are so many times, my friends, when we get things so wrong, don't we? Who in here gets everything right all the time? <laughs> None of us. <laughs> Wait, did somebody say they got everything right? <laughs> Mary told them, put your hand down. <laughs> I love you all. I love talking to you all. <laughs> but how many of us have high expectations 
of the people in our lives. We expect our father to be way up there. We expect our mothers to be way up there. We even expect our children to be way up there when really none of us are perfect and we're all doing the very best that we can. Perfection ended in the garden with Adam and Eve. Say that. Perfection ended in the garden with Adam and Eve. That's why church is so important. That's why your family of faith is so important, amen? It's so important because we get a new beginning in Jesus Christ. We get a new beginning. We don't have to stay the way we were. We can let go of the hurts. We can let go of the pain. We can let go of all of our angst, and we can begin to heal. Tell your neighbor, it's time for you to heal. It is time for us to let go of the ideals of a perfect family. There is no perfect family. It's time to embrace, say embrace, our God-given family. Hallelujah. We can let go of hate and we can learn to love. We can let go of our burdens and we can cast all of our cares on Jesus who cares for us. You see, if you think about some of the questions that you ask, God is watching us, trying to see what we do our very best, even though we may live in the worst circumstances. Will we still trust in him? Will we still glorify his name, even in our hardship? I know I stopped talking about Philip, but again, Philip said, show us the Father, and that will be enough. Jesus didn't yell at him. Jesus didn't smack him upside the head and say, what's wrong with you? Jesus answered him. He said, for a long time, I have been with you, and yet you do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus, in one phrase, established something completely new. You see, if you see Jesus, you see God. And I'm going to add to that, if you see Jesus' people who are us, you see God. Jesus spoke to Philip very patiently. He said, do you not believe, Philip, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I have spoken to you, Jesus said to his disciples, do not come from me. The Father who remains in me does his own work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. If not, believe because of the things I do. You woke up today, amen, there is a God. You took a breath today, there is a God. You got out of your bed today, there is a God. You have a tomorrow, there is a God, my friends. If you are struggling to wonder what Jesus is, look in the mirror, hallelujah. Jesus is in you. Turn to your neighbor, look at them. Turn to your other neighbor, look at them. Jesus is right there beside you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. He says, believe because of the things that I do. What does Jesus do? Jesus heals. He restores. He forgives. He gives new life. He took the sin upon himself. That's what Jesus did. We don't 
don't know how Philip may have responded after Jesus gave him this nice little lesson, amen? But we do know that even after hearing everything he heard, Philip went away satisfied. But there was somebody in the room that was not satisfied, and that was Judas. Judas heard the same conversation, amen? Just like in the world, some of us hear the Word of God and we respond. Some of us hear the Word of God and we go away and we die. Judas died because he was not satisfied. He wouldn't take the healing that Jesus Christ offered him. There are those in this room today, or maybe even online right now, that you are really struggling. You are hurting, and you are desperately wanting to see the Father. You are calling on Jesus daily to be healed, to be comforted, to be helped. Some of your hearts are so broken. Some of you are waiting for an apology. Some of you are still wondering, why me? He gave you your life because he loved you. That's why you... If you need an apology today, let me give you this apology. I will stand as that person who hurt you and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't the father that you needed. I'm sorry I wasn't the mother that you needed. I'm sorry I was not the child that you needed. I am sorry. No one in this room deserved to be hit. You did not deserve to be hit ever. You did not deserve to go without food or clothing. You did not deserve to be talked to in the way that you were talked to. You did not deserve to be hurt. And Jesus took that pain on the cross. But if you need to hear it, I'm sorry. I say that as the person who hurt you. I am sorry, sincerely sorry for your hurts today. You have to accept, we have to accept healing. Jesus sees our hurts, our pains, and our sadness, and he has given us a whole new family, a family of faith and God has anointed you to have something special. Say something special. You get to have something special today. You don't get to leave without a gift today. The Father's got a gift. Guess what? All of us get a gift today. Your gift is Jesus. You can either accept that gift or you can leave it here. But I pray you pick up Jesus' gift. Because ultimately, Pastor Toby used to say it all the time. And I love saying it. I've even heard other people say it, and they will attribute this quote. This is the Pastor Toby quote. I love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Jesus loves you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for being our Father for being our mother, for being our friend, for being the greatest sacrifice on this planet. Holy Spirit, help us to begin to heal today from our wounds. Help us begin to let go of the sadness and the pain that is in our hearts today. Help us, Lord, to be encouraged, Lord, that you are the perfect one and we get to be connected to you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power and your might. 
we give you all the praise in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ we pray and all God's people said amen and amen saints as we rise to sing with the choir today we're going to sing the power of your love and if you would like to come down for prayer or we can come to you and pray with you myself pastor Antonio well not pastor Antonio she's singing today but the lay pastors and elders will be glad to pray with you
much praise band. Thank you so much praise team. Praise God. Hallelujah. Saints, we again want to work, welcome everyone to New Life at Calvary today, especially our first-time guests. If you're here for the first time, can you give us a wave so we can give you a New Life at Calvary? We just thank you. I see a couple people. Praise God. Thank you for being here. Thank you again. Martha's grandson is here. Um, Marvin and, excuse me, Marvin and Geraldine Hayes' family is up from Georgia. Praise God to visit with them. So we are so glad that you are here. Anyone that has traveled far, we are thankful that you showed up today for your fathers, for your family. Pastor Antonia? Oh, <laughs> Pastor Antonia is going to be traveling this week. Hallelujah. She's been waiting and waiting, y'all. She's going to visit her new, her soon-to-be husband, Sebastian's family in Jamaica. So she will be... She will be um, going, his, his entire, what they did, they kind of split things up. They're having the engagement party in Jamaica, praise God, and then their wedding will be here in August. So his family will be able to be a part of the experience as well. So pray for Pastor Antonia that they would, she would have travel mercy and comfort. And pray for Pastor Antonia's family as well. Pastor Antonia's brother-in-law, her sister's husband, her, that's your oldest sister, right? Her oldest sister's husband passed away. And they will also be having a homegoing celebration at the same time. So pray for her family. We thank you for your strength, Pastor Antonia. Antonia. Pastor Antonia has been planning a whole summer camp in the midst of planning a wedding and helping her sister. So Lord, give her an extra bit of strength. Saints, we do um, want to say happy birthday to our birthday folks. Praise God. We see Tamika is here. I think that's Tamika. Tamika, is that you back there? Thank God I got somebody right. 
I'm looking at y'all outfits. I try to remember what y'all had on. I'm like, I can't see the face, but I know that outfit. <laughs> happy birthday on the 19th. Sandra Norris, is Sandra here? Or her daughter will say happy birthday to Sandra. And we'll kill Gully, praise God. He was here last week. Uh, Yvonne and Rufus' grandson. And then we have our anniversary again, Shannon and Glenn Hendricks, praise God. <laughs> now remind us, Glenn, what is the number of years? 40 years, praise God, praise God, praise God. I want to grow up to be like y'all someday. <laughs> praise God. Happy anniversary to you all. We want to make sure you all, we don't go through every single announcement. Please take your bulletins home and read carefully through. You know you can check your emails. The email's already gone out. Expect your phone tree around 12 o'clock today or 11.45. I can't remember what time I set it for. And then also uh, check your text messages. We do want to make sure to say that today we will be having our 50-50 raffle. Hallelujah. Somebody going to come up with an extra bit of cash today. Hallelujah. So that will be in the fellowship hall. Mary James wants you all to know that there are, is some fruit left from the breakfast this morning. So feel free to take the fruit that's on the table out in the fellowship hall. And uh, we do, I, I do want to point out that we are having an American Heart Association class, an adult CPR and an infant child CPR class uh, this coming Saturday, June the 24th. We do need some folks that will sign up for the class, and we also need some folks that will be willing to sponsor some scholarships for some teenagers. We want our young people to learn how to do CPR. If you are with a kid, have you ever, ever had a little kid start choking on you? You know it is the scariest thing in the world, and you want to know what to do. So uh, we want any age groups can join, like uh, teenagers and up can join the class. It is a cost of $25. On this day as well, we will be having um, blood pressure screenings and the disaster food box. So if you would like a disaster food box in your home or you know someone that could use it, that will be this Saturday as well. Pastor Kelly. Oh, yes. Okay. Just want to say on Tuesday, um, that's June the 20th, um, Afterthought and the New Soul Band will be at Maple Heights Stafford Park for we're part of their Maple Heights concert series. Amen. It's at 6.30 to 8.30 on Tuesday. It's free. Bring a lawn chair and just come out and have what fun. What is free, Gwen? Yeah, it's free. Ooh, did y'all hear that say free? <laughs> All right. <laughs> now y'all know what we all going to be doing on Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> um, I do want to point out that uh, DeHart was here. As our guest, he was here last week. He did share about the job hiring opportunities, so we do have a brochure for those that would like to look at it. We also have some summer camp um, information from the city mission. For those that are interested, we have a summer engagement guide if you would like to look at that and get some information, especially for your children. And then we also have the, um, what is this? This is about Jobs Precision Metal Forming Association. 18 and up, if you're a resident, uh, I'm sure of Cuyahoga County, you are looking for a job or someone that is looking for a job, we have the information for you as well. Oh, and Ford is hiring. So if you need a job, y'all, there's no reason for you not to be working. I do want to highlight my son got his first job. Woohoo! T will be starting at Chick-fil-A tomorrow. <laughs> All my kids got a job. <laughs> God is good. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you, Marvin. And you can still purchase his book as well, Martha. Yes. Julie. <laughs> we are so glad to have you, Martha. We are so glad. We know you, whenever you are on the, the sick and shut-in list in the nursing home, we never, ever remove your membership. You are a part of us. Amen. <laughs> Did I get everybody's announcement? That Oh, okay. Hi, everyone. Um, I know today, I just wanted to remind you guys that your Hannah's Home Bottles were due today. If you didn't bring it, that's okay. But please, please, please bring them next week so we can have them come pick them up if you did not bring them today. Oh, and summer camp starts Tuesday, so I will see you guys on Tuesday. Okay, praise God. Tamika. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you, Tamika, for saying that. Lamar passed away from COVID, and we had his service here. And it is still, even though we out of COVID, we do continue to pray for the families that suffered a loss as a result of COVID. It is not over for them, amen? So thank you, Tamika. Her brother's name was Lamar, and she even named her business after her brother. What's the name of your business, Tamika? What's the name of your? Alamar Counseling, praise God. Hassan, Larry, <laughs> sorry, Larry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, Larry, I swear I'm going to put my contacts in, <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> yes, <laughs> your grandson is serving over in Serbia? In the army, praise God. We will definitely pray for him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, Julia. Larry, he has a question. He won't give his address out. <laughs> yeah. We do want everyone to know Sylvia Fields. Y'all all know Sylvia. She did have surgery this past week, and she's doing very well. She's over at uh, University Hospital in the Sidemen Can um, Cancer Center. Thank you. It's not cancer. She had a, a stomach surgery, but she's doing well. She probably will be there tomorrow or Tuesday and get, go home. You can visit her if you'd like to. And you, if she doesn't text you back, it's because she has um, IV units in both her hands, and she was saying it's hard to use her hands. But thank you for your prayers, Reginald. Okay. Okay. And we're also going to be praying for Marvin Rogers, our faithful media person and all around whatever you need helper. Lay Pastor Marvin, he will, you will be having surgery this week too, right, Marvin? Praise God. So, all right, y'all, I think we don't really dug in on those announcements today. <laughs> Let's all rise. I'm going to say a prayer for the knees that have been lifted, and I'm going to end with a benediction. 
Gracious and holy God, you are so faithful. We thank you for this family that we have at New Life at Calvary. We thank you, Lord, that we can share our needs, we can share our prayer requests, we can share our joys and our concerns with each other. Thank you for bringing us here. Holy Spirit, we pray for all of those needs that were lifted up today. We especially pray for Larry's grandson, Lord, way over in Serbia. We pray for all of our military, Lord, but especially those who we know personally, Lord. We pray that you will keep him safe from all danger and harm, Lord. Bring him back home, Lord. Protect his mind, his spirit, and his body. We pray that for all of our military, near and far, we pray also today, we pray for Tamika, Lord, as, as her heart continues to grieve the loss of her brother, that you would heal her and her family, Lord. Grant her the peace that only you can bring to her. We pray, Holy Spirit, for Reginald's mother, Lord, for this surgery, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would heal her body. We thank you for Sylvia's healing, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for bringing her through that surgery. And we're praying, Lord, for Marvin, Lord, as he enters into surgery as well, that you would heal his body, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for every need on our heart, Lord. Even if we didn't get to say it out loud today, Lord, we trust you, Lord, and we know that you are going to provide. So gracious God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus, help us to take all the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, and your self-control, Lord. We love you, Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today. <laughs>